Get out of my way! I'm juggling fruit! Watch out! These pineapples are spiky! By which I mean, hello! Yo, it's Day Video Games. How do you do? I'm David Stanier, and you are getting thanks by me for putting this on. Thank you! If it feels like a ghost is gripping your right hand, don't worry, it's me. I'm using my mind to shake it. I'm just psychically giving you a handshake. If you feel nothing, then that's because it hasn't worked. I'll keep practicing. I've got a guest. Who the hell is it this time? It's Jade Fernley. Jade is an actor and performs improv comedy. I really don't like the word improviser, so I shan't use it. She can also occasionally be heard on BBC Radio Manchester. She is also one of the creators of Murder Inc., the improvised murder mystery, which I've been having a lot of fun being involved with. I'll give you more info about all this at the end, and I'll do loads of links in this episode's description. We talk about loads of things in this episode, including worms, insulting people online, and pranks. So get ready. If your mind is a beanbag chair, then smush all the beans into the right comfy shape for your bum, which in this metaphor is your ears. And go ahead and sit your bum ears down into your beanbag mind. And listen to this episode of Day Video Games with Jade Fernley. Mm-hmm. My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Video games. Hello, welcome to Dave Video Games. I'm here with Jade Fernley. Hi, Jade. Hi, David. <laughs> Jade is another one of Murder Inc. We had Kate McCabe on recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also my Murder Inc. pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you were the one who invited me along first, who sent me the message. To it was say, a no-brainer, David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was you and Eddie who I'd seen on the circuit before, and you both had great minds mm. that uh, lent themselves well to improv, so it was uh, only a matter of time. <laughs> That's Eddie Hurst as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I spoke to Kate about Murder Inc. a bit, but yeah, yeah it's been going good. I've been having a lot of fun. Good, yeah. good. What's mm. been like your favourite show so far that you've done? The last one, uh, Love Island. Oh, yes. And this is good because in Kate's one, I was just about to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's some... Uh, completion to the story for you guys yeah yeah it's gone full circle now uh, yeah the Leeds one where I was Ian Sterling oh, and so good. it was real good so good and mm. Silk you came to watch that uh, mm. he texted Ian Sterling didn't he in the break did he yeah he did did you not know this no <laughs> yeah he texted Ian Sterling in the break and said I'm watching you be played by David Daniels in a picture oh bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> so probably for the best that you didn't know that at the no, time yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he knows as well. So you as long know. as he didn't record a video of my awful Scottish accent, because <laughs> it because it was. I mean, in places it was great. When you said murder, you nailed it. <laughs> the last word. Murder. <laughs> uh, so video yeah. games. Video games. Do you like them? <laughs> I do. You know, I do like them. Um, 
I'm a big fan <laughs> of games. Um, probably more so when I was younger. It's hard to find the time these days, David. Oh, gosh, tell me about it. <laughs> I know. And they are, re- they are such an undertaking these days. If you're playing a game and you're playing it to win, and not just... Because nowadays, um, it's not just about playing a campaign through. It's about earning the trophies. It's about collecting the collectibles, finding the Easter eggs. And that in itself creates almost triple the content of what the game was with just the campaign. Yeah. And that's that's too much for me, and I often find myself getting a little bit like, dig me heels in, grumpy old gamer, <laughs> and I'll just play the campaign and do nothing else. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, yeah, having only a finite amount of time, yeah. I've come to terms with how much I consider I've completed a game to be satisfied and I'll move on to the next one. Yeah, it? exactly yeah. that. I'll decide when I've finished it. Mm. But it does still hurt when I've done the campaign and I get to the end and you see the percentage. 25%. <laughs> and oh, you're like, what? what? I've finished it? What do you mean? You've not climbed up all the towers. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't built as many studios as you should have. I didn't want to build any. <laughs> Uh, the worst I've had for that recently was Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, God, yeah, that's one of the worst ones for this. Yeah, like uh, Riddler trophies. And <sighs> Don't care. 200 two of them, motherfuckers. 200? <laughs> yeah. That's too much content for a game. It's almost reaching for content. Because it's, it's playing on those people that get that niggle if they've not finished. Mm. And I'm not that person. I used to have that niggle. Really? Yeah. And that's why I hated it when like DLCs came out because it's like, oh, I've not got it all. <laughs> like, yeah, I've not got it all. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to feel like that when you've already paid 45, 50 quid exactly. for a game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Preach. Preach. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, I've only ever really sort of played a game through um, with the basic story of mm. the campaign because the rest of it is just not for me. I'm not. I'm not in it for the trophies. I was in it for the story. Oh, the journey, not the. Exactly. I want to yeah. be on the journey. What game have you been playing recently? What video game have you been playing recently? What's in your disk drive? Load it up repeatedly. What's been entertaining you so consistently? What video game have you been playing recently? What video game have you been playing recently? That's what I want to know. Please, will you tell it to me? What's been making your hands move so furiously? What video game have you been playing recently? So, as we've briefly mentioned, my time is precious <laughs> and I can't always spend it on games. But when I have been dipping into games, I've either been playing Race Against the Sun, which is a, a downloadable game on the PS4. You are in this um, sort of aeroplane, this really fancy piece of equipment, and you are just basically dodging things, yeah. <laughs> obstacles in your way. But to the way it moves and it can do like flips to get out of the way of things, and there's like combinations of things you can do to make it slick mm. and strategic and sort of plan your route as you go forward. And I love all of that. Like puzzle games are a big, are a big favorite of mine, and we'll get into that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that game, and I love nothing more than playing that and turning the sound right down on the game. Mm. and playing a piece of music in the background and again this is where I get a little bit wanky and middle class or sometimes like classical music while I play it because because the visuals of the game really lend themselves nicely to that kind of music and it becomes tone perfect when you combine the two and Mm. I love that so I'll often just put something on like full blast a bit of music and just play that game through Sounds beautiful. It really is. Like, and classical music's ace. Uh, I quite often have it where Chris has got me on Spotify. She'll see some of the like Russian composer I'll be listening to on the bus to work. 
I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But I could totally believe that if you take me, you seem to start to enjoy a bit of back in your, in your spare time. Uh, but but uh, on the flip side to that, um, as much as I have been playing a little bit of that, um, quite the opposite is I also dip into Worms. Oh. <laughs> yeah, me and my fellow will have a game of Worms against each other mm. from time to time, and we love it. Yeah. I can imagine, like, just, yeah, because oh, I haven't played Worms in ages, actually. Oh, yes. You uh, should have a game before you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love Worms, and what I've started to do is personalise the Worms experience. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw this, but a while ago I updated the Insta for Murder Inc, and I put up uh, the team of Worms I had. They were all named after Murder Inc people. <laughs> <laughs> and the team was just called Murder Inc. I set them a voice, I set them, you know, a weapon um, itinerary, and I gave them everything they needed to be. They're the greatest Worms, and they are the best team. They are by far the best team of worms in that game thinking on the feet yeah they absolutely are thinking <laughs> on the feet absolutely smashing into everybody yeah I love it yes and here's a bazooka <laughs> exactly that and you've got a minute to do this scene <laughs> I've tried worms quite a bit especially as a kid and yeah. always terrible I'd always forget about the wind like... oh the wind that is one of those things you will it's a component that you will forget about mm. yeah every time um, the wind for me and sometimes I'll just I'll do the wrong thing at the wrong time you know when you jump off something oh, yeah. or you're meant to get your ninja rope and mm. you let go too soon and then you drops too far and you've you've lost that go because you've hurt <laughs> yourself uh, I'm a bugger for that the jumping I always found difficult like if you kind of hit the side and he does a little flip back and things and, <laughs> yeah. that, and you have to kind of scooch and wiggle up and try again <laughs> oh god <laughs> one of the beautiful things about that game though is sometimes you can apply all the strategy you like to your next next hit mm. you know the wind uh, the timer on your grenade or your banana bomb or something mm. and work out every the position every logistics factored in but it'll still fucking go nowhere <laughs> near that worm and it'll wind up hitting either one of your own worms or a worm you never planned to hit but you've absolutely <laughs> destroyed you know and i love that about that game it keeps mm. you on your toes with it it means it's never boring mm. it's never just about planning because sometimes it will just not go your way and that's it that's worms <laughs> That's Worms. That's Worms, man. <laughs> I'd always have one guy, he was just like in a little cave near the bottom. Oh, I love those Worms. And then I'd be like, well, I've got to drill through the land. <laughs> and all he'd do is just go a little bit further and then eventually just drown because the sea's got him. Because <laughs> the sea's got him. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I am guilty of doing it from time to time, but when you get those people who will just dig, mm. all those people who dig and then just teleport to where the nearest health packs have landed. Oh. And then before you know it, they've not only got the 200 health that they started with because all they've done is dig, <laughs> uh, they've also got 400 now because they've got two health packs that landed right near each other. And you think, you can't just you can't just up your stats by never being in combat. That's not worms. Running away, you cowardly yeah, you worm. You cowardly worm. <laughs> Dare you. <laughs> That's a good two for one. I haven't heard of Race Against the Sun. Race Against the Sun. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite What's the game when you played it you just knew it was your favourite Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite A special place in your heart, do the finish from the start Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite Completed it loads of times, could be a classic or a surprise Tell me your favourite, tell me your favourite What's the best one, say it's David, tell us now, what is your favourite Tell me your favourite What is your favourite ever video game? Oh. Fave ever Has everyone struggled to answer this? Uh... 
Or has everyone gone, like, hands down, this, easy? It's either, like, a really obvious one, like James Meehan said, Ocarina of Time. Okay. And you could tell he just loved that one. Yeah. Whereas uh, some people, I just think they chose one. <laughs> <laughs> that but, one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the games, I'm just going to go with, like... Maybe, you can have a few. Am I after? Yeah. Because there's, like, just that top sort of selection that I got obsessed with. Okay. Portal. Yes. Completely mm. stole my life. Mm. Uh, I've got a portal gun in the front room as well, not only spotted it, on my shelf. Does it work? No. Uh. <laughs> it needs batteries. Uh. And for some reason, after, oh, that, after that, I know, right? <laughs> but what's that about? It's not portal. Um, and after the first lot of batteries, it never worked again. I don't know why. Oh. Um, but it still looks pretty good. Um, but I'm a crazy portal fan. I'm going to have a look at that portal gun in a minute. <laughs> yeah, you are. Have a play with it. Um, both both those games were incredible. And both mm. co- like the, the co-op on the second one was a really, really fun campaign as well um and again it's puzzle and strategy mm. and i love all of that <laughs> and i even love it to a degree when it gets you as frustrated as it gets you because there's some comedy in that frustration mm. do you know what i mean yeah if you don't take it too seriously you know and, and completely rage quit and fall out with people mm. then you just are just getting frustrated at a game and that's <laughs> hilarious and I, and I love it and no game put you through that more than portal i found did you have a good co-op portal partner then? Yes. Um, at the time, I was with um, one of my ex-partners, Rob, and we were crazy about Portal, and we copped it together. Now, he was very impatient with games, mm. and there was no one more likely to lose the shit over a game than him. And because I found it all quite funny, <laughs> even though I was, I was like, we can't get past this bit when you need a white wall to shoot a Portal at, I'd still be seeing the, the funny in it all, and he'd be like, Jade, you're not looking, go over that fence. What fence? That fence! <laughs> and it, it got a bit much because we had very contrasting like feelings towards it. Um, but it's still good because we got through it. Mm. And I think you can play it with largely anybody and enjoy yourself. You know, <laughs> and there's just so much of that game that's hilarious mm. itself, the content and the story, um, and the dialogue. It's all so funny, mm. and it's a really, um, it's a really wonderful concept that's tone perfect for itself. Yeah. And I love it, and the music in it is great as well. They, mm. Both games had two fantastic end songs that then became my ringtones for the Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Each time, I loved them. Well, my favourite game is Half-Life 2, made by the same people. I know, Valve, that's yeah. right. Half-Life 2, I never quite completed. Oh, really? No, I, I really enjoyed it, never quite finished it. Mm. It was part of the orange box, wasn't it? Yeah. And they were all on the same thing. That's right. That's right. But what Portal 2 suffered from that Half-Life 2 did were, we never got a third one. We never got a third one. I mean, no. likely probably won't. No, they're not going, I don't no, think. Never. No, never. Haven't Valve, like, absolved into something else now? It's Steam. They Steam. Can, they make that, basically. Yeah, mm. we are talking about this the other day. It means someone else weird. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's very unlikely we'll see any any return on our favourite games from no. Valve. Um, but didn't we have a good run? Oh, the memories. <laughs> the memories. <laughs> they are making a VR game. I mean, I'll never be able to play it <laughs> because I don't have VR things. No, nor do I. Yeah. I had VR for a very short amount of time with an X. And uh, I liked it. But one of the things that VR's cashing in on is the scary element. Mm. And why wouldn't they? You know, if you can immerse someone in a world, why not make them feel that (laughs) world in the most intense way possible? Scare the shit out of them. Mm. But I'm not into scary games at all. I'm really anti-scary games. I can't even watch someone play Dead Space. Really? I can't even watch someone play Resident Evil or Mm. Silent Hill because I get too involved. (laughs) This is why I'm so into into campaign games because I like to be on the journey, but if I'm on a journey that's scary, I'm too in it. I don't want a scary journey. I don't want a scary journey. I don't want to be scared that someone's going to leap out and get me or or be a horde of something. One of the one games I could play that was a bit scary was... um, 
Left for Dead. Mm. Because that had its comedy moments. And, yeah. and it's and it's like common tropes. Like it wasn't just a, a bombardment of really horrible looking zombies. There was like a spitter. Or there was yeah. like, you know, a witch. And you knew <laughs> what to expect. Um, and the hordes came in. And it was more of a like, you, you, you felt sort of like badass playing it. Mm. But you didn't feel like cornered in and too involved in the story. They gave you a lot of guns. Yeah. So, yeah. It wasn't the sort of game where it sort of took over your senses and made you feel scared. Mm. Um, and I like... And, Another game that should be a bit scary but isn't for me, and this is in my top three, Gears of War. And that's such a weird one for me, Mm. because before Gears of War, I wasn't asked about multiplayer. Uh, I I really wasn't asked that much about shoot ups Mm. Um, I liked campaign games like Tomb Raider and um, Uncharted, and I was crazy about Abe's Odyssey. Mm. I loved that game growing up. Um, And loads of campaign games a bit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But then Gears of War came along, and I played that, and I thought, that was great, and I really enjoyed the battle element of that, and I, I felt badass playing that. The mm. better I got it, yeah. the more I felt like I was <laughs> part of like a really, really great gaming franchise that I was really invested in. Cool. And I played that online so many times against people, and that was my first experience of online multiplayer, mm. and, uh, and my first experience of both being bullied online <laughs> and bullying others. <laughs> <laughs> I put some noobs through some shit <laughs> in hordes of Gears of War and I regret nothing. <laughs> How were you uh, dissing them through the headset? Yeah, yeah. I only had a headset and like, I remember a more specific time uh, I was doing a horde on Gears of War 2 and it was about uh, 12 hordes in so it was starting to heat up. There's 50 mines so it was only just heating up but there was this one guy who's part of our multiplayer who never got a single kill through the 12 hordes and I was letting it go sort of like four mm. hordes in I was like oh that you know he's finding these people I've got to start somewhere um, he's only got like four SP we'll, we'll, we'll let him catch up uh, not like we've just got 200 right, guys, right then. Uh, but then like it got to like wave seven eight nine still nothing mm. and this guy was called instant mash <laughs> which was already a bit of a comedy name. <laughs> <laughs> By Horde 12, and it gave us our stats after that wave had been completed, and I got, like, six, someone else got, like, seven, eight, instant mash nothing. I just turned my mic on for that one moment just to go, instant mash. Is there any point? Please leave. <laughs> and he went. Oh, no. I know, right? Oh. I think it was a mix of being told to leave and being told to leave by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> which I got a lot of sexism on Gears of War did mind. you oh god yeah I mean it's a macho game to start with exactly it's so <laughs> macho um, but the game itself started to appeal more to its female fan base because it was getting a female fan base yeah. so by Gears of War 3 there was like female Gears mm. which felt like a massive step in the right direction because when I was playing it I, I felt as though like I was in, I was a bit of an imposter and like I shouldn't really be playing it because it wasn't aimed at me because mm. there literally wasn't a single fanny in the whole fucking game like for the <laughs> yeah. first two and although there was there was one it was um, Anna and she was like intercom do you remember oh yeah yeah Anna and Marcus at the was office speak- like a secretary exactly <laughs> she was playing the fucking horror part yeah. in Star Trek you know she was speaking <laughs> to the computer and it, it was like oh, come on and then she became a gear she became part of the what actual fight force yeah she did and there was uh, two other women as well in it and it was just so much better when it was a mix of both genders trying to save the world mm. from aliens do you know what I mean yeah 
did the ladies have really thick necks as well? No, they didn't. Oh, good. They, of course, had to appeal to the uh, t- oh, okay. to the uh, sex uh, sex starved nerds who just want to see someone in a slinky outfit. Right. So, they, so it was it was like armor, but in a sexy way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and hair that was completely inappropriate for war, mm. like all in the face. You know, like sort of coming over in a nice sweet style, never up. Like you know, when a girl's sorting all her shit out and she's got yeah. her hair up, she's putting a moisturizer on, she's doing all the bits. If you were in battle, I guarantee a girl would have to have hair the same way yeah. <laughs> in no way an obstacle do you know mm. what I mean out of the way but of course no they all had sleek short like stylish pixie cuts you know <laughs> sweeping into the face and it was never bothering them you know <laughs> so top three Portal Gears of War Red Dead Redemption oh yes okay. yes an absolute classic now mm. yeah love the first it. one I'll be talking here Yes, yeah, the first one. I mean, I loved the second. Yeah. It was not. It was not in any way a letdown. The second one. No, sorry, no, no very, yeah. not at all. Um, but again, like when it, when we say about a game taking up so much of your time, I was mm. so lucky to get that second one at Christmas when I had nothing on. Oh, good. You know, I just I just finished um, a tour doing a Christmas Carol, and it finished right up and like sort of what well, was the end of Christmas, like twenty second or something in December, and it was an early Christmas present for me, and I thought I'm getting straight into it and. Throughout the whole Christmas week, it was just a complete Red Dead Redemption fest, mm. and I had the best time. <laughs> I loved playing that game, um, and I just motored through it because I just went on it twenty four seven. As soon as I got up, I was playing it, and it was probably the last thing I played before I went to bed, um, which is a lot. <laughs> but I'm yeah. sure other gamers like yourself aren't going to shame me about no, it. No, well, the, uh, <laughs> for the whole month, I think I did no comedy work that, that month. <laughs> I just, yeah, played it all the time. I kind of wish I'd taken my time a bit more with it because I did just rinse it when I get to the end. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. What is it you loved about that game? Even riding between places on a horse, although it did get a little tedious at times. Still beautiful to look at and I was very happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just having a good old shootout is probably my favourite. I like how it was one shot, one kill, doesn't matter what type of enemy, just... You don't get like an armored guy coming in and stuff because yeah. it's just realistic and like a shot in the head's gonna kill him for sure. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and I used to love playing a little bit of Dead Eye. Mm. Oh, I used to love doing that Dead Eye. Oh, there were so many aspects of that game that just made it such a satisfying play. Mm. Loved it. I was also quite surprised how gory it was. Yeah, yeah, it was really gory. Shotgun to the face, mate. Oh dear. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and that whole sort of snipping animal of its sort of skin. Oh yeah. And like getting mm. your pelts mm. in the first game. I don't, did they do it much in the second? I don't remember. But in the first game, it would like splash up the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Little and you'd, and you'd, you'd hear like noises. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, this is grim. And then the blood would disappear, and you had a skinned carcass before you. Completely skinned carcass, no blood trail whatsoever. Yeah. God, it was it's such an amazing game. And such funny things can happen inside that game. The glitches mm. are hilarious. Yes. Um, but altogether, it's just a fantastic... When I Shortly after I got into Gears of War, I got into Red Dead Redemption. So I thought I'd expand my multiplayer experience to mm. that. Um, and I remember one particular night, I wound up playing Red Dead Redemption online until about five in the morning um, because I'd become part of this posse. Obviously, you start with what you start with when you start multiplayer, and with Red Dead Redemption, you didn't get a horse, you didn't get any weapons, you got a donkey, ultimate do. And I was stinky like, donkey. Yeah, and if anyone who'd like been playing it for fucking months went, went past you on a horse, they were just like, ah, noob, bang, and then, you, and then you'd be gone. You shot my donkey. You shot my donkey. 
kill men do now. Um, but it obviously takes someone to sort of adopt you into their posse and help you out and get you a horse mm. and then you become part of this group that are shooting other groups and you just hate them because they exist. You know, and it's great. Um, and I remember I ended up with like an online boyfriend <laughs> because it was like lost in this multiplayer world where everyone's a savage. And like this guy came over and was like on his mic, what are you doing? Are you new? And I was like... Howdy, little lady. Yeah, exactly. In his own like weird brummy way. Are you new? And I was like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I've just got this donkey. And he went, I'll get you a horse. I'm gone. And he just bang, shot someone and gave me their horse. And I was part of his posse. And then like we went and met his other friends who were playing um, and we sort of rode up to them and just sort of chatting to me. What do you do? No, I'm doing this. And, uh, and he introduced me to his pals like he'd known me for ages. This is my girl, Jade. Way. And I was like, everybody, everyone, hiya. And then like towards the end of the night, it was like, anytime anyone shot me, it got really weird and cheesy. It was like anyone, whenever anyone sort of attacked the group and I got hit, no one treats Jade that way. <laughs> it started getting really possessive. But I was not getting shot, so I didn't mind. Um, you crack on. Yeah, you crack on. And then come five in the morning, I'm going to bed and I just completely ghosted him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I think he probably still thinks of me now to this day. You know, all that hard work graft he put in. <laughs> and uh, nothing, nothing came up for him from it, you know. <laughs> When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, what was the first video game you played? Let's go back in time to when your memories were made. When you had tiny little infant hands holding the controller, you didn't yet understand, you pressed start, and then it all began starting off everything like the Big Bang. When you were a lovely baby, or perhaps just younger than you are today, let's go back to when your memories were made. What was the first video game that you ever played? So, what was the very first game you ever played? Hmm. Hmm. The very first game I ever played was probably Sonic. Yeah, on the Master System. Master System. Yeah. I had a... The very, very first console I ever had was Master System. Um, I say it was mine. It was my big sister's. And I got to use it when she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh God, we, we loved that. We loved the Master System. And we had a Mega Drive as well a bit later on. Mm. Um, but God, oh yeah, the games for that. Sonic is what probably the game I played first. And I wouldn't say that I naturally took to it straight away. I mean, it was great because it kept everyone in the living room playing something together. Mm. It was a sociable game. Um, but it, it didn't really knock me over. It was as more games came into play that I just enjoyed the action of gaming. And I got to thinking, okay, this is actually a really great thing. It can be inclusive and exclusive at the same time. Um, I, I enjoy that I'm playing a story or that there's strategy to it. Um, and I just really got into like being in that world in the game mm. and, I, and I loved it and from like sort of Sonic it came Alex the Kid and uh, I played Aladdin on the Mega Drive Aladdin so, on the Mega Drive is such so good, good. Yeah. that carpet level oh, man god. Yeah. oh god it caused oh. an awful lot of throwing the pad down that level <laughs> Jesus it was hard but yeah I loved Aladdin the Lion King was great as well yeah I had the Lion King too Top again game. bloody hard though yeah <laughs> like, but I always used to laugh whenever you paused it it said pause with P-A-W and not P-A-U-S-E oh. yeah. <laughs> like, like what you did there yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I loved all those games and then but more more of a definitive moment in my gaming uh, history is 
getting a console that was for me and my sister Zena, my own console. Just and yours. A, yeah, and it was mm. a PS One. Mm. And uh, my first game for that was Crash Bandicoot. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, and that game just. Oh, everything about it I love. And when I play it now, I'm still having the best nostalgic time. <laughs> and it can still be quite solid. Well, have you played the new one, the end scene? Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I got it for Christmas. And it brings back that kind of... Um, games aren't as stressful as they used to be. No. And then we're playing that, it just brings it all bloody back. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the directions in which you can make him jump, and sometimes mm. if you if you misgauge that, he's jumped out or he's jumped off something, yeah. and you've not meant for that to happen. And a lot of his jumping has to be perfectly timed. Mm. It's the jumping, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and if that's not done right, oh, it can set you back. But you know when he gets the masks, and then if he gets three, he goes mental. Yeah. Like when Mario gets the star. Mm. Like, what did you call that mask growing up? Oh. I mean, never had a name properly. It probably did if you read the instruction manual, but I didn't. Uh, Olubugo! That's what we used to call it as well, because that's what it said. I remember someone actually knowing its name a while ago and saying, Why are you calling it Ugobugo? Because that's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> that's his name. That's his bloody name. He says it every time you pick him up. Thanks. Uh, but I wondered, because everyone's got their own story about what they called that thing, and I wondered if yours was the same as mine, and it turns out it is. Yep. So I feel validated. <laughs> What else came with that? So the time, my dad was a bit of a, a bit of a hard gangstery type fella, and he um, he used to get copies of everything. Mm. Uh, we'd get copy TV, well, DVDs, videos at the time, and we'd get like copy of games. And he had like a big stack of games that he brought home for the PS One that were all just like discs written on. You know, yeah. there was no case. Moody ones. Yeah. As in, like, as in, someone had made them on the computer, and then they're just written on with a marker pen, or like actual official ones. No, or... they weren't official. No, yeah. No, yeah, they were always like did copied. You have, did you have your PlayStation chip? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> like, who's gonna listen to this? The authority. Of 1998. Know, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Me too. Uh, yeah, it was chips. Yeah. Uh, of course it bloody was. Otherwise, I had to pay full price for the game, oh, no. and I wasn't bloody doing that. But we had a stack of copies, and there were some belters in there. I had Parasite Eve, uh, Wipeout. Mm. Um, I had Tomb Raider in there, and I had um, I had Metal Gear Solid. Mm. And that began my love for Metal Gear Solid. Did you have it uh, a pirated version? Then? Yes. Because but let me stop you there. Because yep. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. And it, I cried when it happened. <laughs> I cried when it happened. So it gets to that boss, doesn't it? Where you just get past it, and then it says to you, in order to continue the game, you need to look at the case where the code is. My case was a clear case because the game was a copy and that's where I stopped playing Metal Gear Solid on the PS1 and it was tragic and I cried, I genuinely cried Aww. and I begged my dad to get me um, the actual one but we, we had a copy and that was good enough apparently. <laughs> so no, I've never finished Metal Gear 1 because of that very reason and it's so great that you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah. Aww. I think they did it intentionally, and maybe. And if they did, it's super clever. Super clever. I yeah. never thought, my only kid, I didn't think about it as like an intentional mm. way of uh, making sure people bought your game. I just saw it as like a huge slight on me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> I was enjoying you. <laughs> but uh, but then also came like a massive love for Aves Odyssey and Aves Exodus. I mm. loved those games. They were some really great platform games. Yeah. Um, really, really good. 
I, I found that I got to a certain point and it got too hard for little old boy, little boy Dave. Really? <laughs> yeah. You see, I just, I really gelled with that game and I thought it was sweet and, mm. I, and I really liked the alien. Hello. Like, Hello. And he trumped. Yeah. Um, you got to love an alien that trumps, right? Uh, yeah, it was that, I loved that game. Um, what else came out of the PS1 period? Loads of games did. Mm, that's when I like really started running when it came to games too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's when you'd swap with all your mates, you mm. know, and some you'd see again, some you wouldn't, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, I remember I never saw Tomb Raider again when I borrowed it to a neighbour and I was really gutted because I loved Tomb Raider. What was your favourite Tomb Raider? Oh, good question. Um, good question. I mean, I played the first one the most like yeah. uh, on PC and that was just because it was the first one as well. I blew absolutely loved it brilliant when it yeah. blew my mind yeah mine too yeah um, and then 2 was good but then there's certain parts of it like I didn't appreciate at the time like they did a really good job at making Venice yes but um, as a kid I was just like oh there's lots of rivers in the way <laughs> 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 yeah obstacles you don't need them yeah. <laughs> 3 the piranhas and the quicksand in yeah. the very first level stressed me out so much on Christmas oh, Day one god, yeah. year oh god yeah <laughs> yeah there was some really did you ever sort of do something in Tomb Raider that you thought was the correct way to proceed and then realise after maybe two days two real days in yeah. real life <laughs> of doing it that it was completely the wrong way to do it in Tomb Raider I mean I would just wander around the same tomb over and over again getting no further getting for no days further. yeah being and never, stuck on it like, would you ever look at cheats because I never would I did get to a point where I was just like I'm going to get all the weapons and just keep skipping through levels so I can see them because <laughs> I'm never going to get there <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to do it I, I remember was it um, Tomb Raider Legend or something it was one of the more later ones before it became the new Tomb Raider, you know, with the whole new... Yeah. Um, uh, what is it now? Is it like a... Well, it's just like a new trilogy they've done. Yeah, it's... But the a... ones in between, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, 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 the ones just before Tomb that... Tomb Raider Legend, that was... Yeah, yeah it was called Legend, Yeah, it? it was. I played that, and there was a level in that one where you had a motorbike. Um, you were sort of, you acquired this motorbike at the end of another level, mm. and then that motorbike was with you in the start of the next. And... Uh, <laughs> I just thought I needed this bike for the level I'd just been in, and I was like, oh, it's still here. Jumped off it. <laughs> started walking through this wilderness, and I was like, see you later, bike. Taking a bloody long time. And I'm like, bloody hell, there's a lot of, a lot of massive leaps here. I'm meant to be able to jump. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed at how long it took to realise what I'd done here. I literally was playing this game for about three days in real time um, before I went. I had a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked all the way. And I'd walked far. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd managed to jump some hurdles by jumping against the side of mm. the wall and then jumping back out towards where I was headed. Um, and I managed to fluke a few jumps by doing that. But then it got to like huge stretches. And because I still haven't figured out the bike, I'm going, how the fuck do I, am I meant to do that? Why the fuck would the game do this? Who's supposed to get past this bit? You'll never jump that. And then I went, because you're not supposed to, James. There's a bike that you should have got on and stayed on. <laughs> so I walked all the way back and I got through that whole bit in a matter of moments yeah, minutes. and it, it took me days to oh, figure it man. out but you know it's one of those real dickhead moments you have in life you know you'll never forget <laughs> when do you play your video games the minutes turn into hours which become an entire summer's day 
And when that time has been whiled away, do you feel accomplished or dismay? When do you play your video games? I sit very still, except for my hands, which move and move me through digital lands. My thumbs order the commands, as time slips through my fingers like sand, exfoliates as I play my video games. Time is a game, and every day is a level, and there are no extra lives. We're all trying to score as many points as we can before we die. When do you play your video games? Like, when in your spare time do you get a chance to play video games? When do you find time to play games? I find time to play games whenever uh, I get a, a respite from work, mm. and because I do touring jobs, I do get like blocks of like summer holidays or half terms mm. and like the holidays where I can stop and go. Do I want to get into a game? Yeah, I do. Ah. And uh, it'll usually be the classics from uh, years gone by that I'll catch back up with. Um, if there's a new Tomb Raider, I'm on it. Um, if there's a new Red Dead, I'm on it. If there's a new anything that I've played in the past and I know I've enjoyed, I'll get back on it. But if it's a new, new game I've never heard of, I'm far less likely to give it a whirl. Really? Because it's such an awful lot of money for a game you may or may not like. Yeah, and if it's time as well, which is also valuable. Exactly. Then, yeah. I think the last game I took the punt on was The Last of Us. Mm. Yeah, one of the, and that's not even now what new. <laughs> but to me, it is. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed that, and I was right to take the punt on it. Yeah. But um, I didn't finish it, though. But I think that's because it was my mates. It was when I was living with Daryl, and I was playing his version. Mm. Um, I didn't get around to finishing it, but I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a case of whatever is easy to play as well. So obviously, Worms is a nostalgic game. I've played that for years, mm. and it's easy to just dip into. So if you've got like a spare hour, a game of Worms is nothing. But if you've got a spare hour getting into a campaign where you're building up to something, that hour will flip by and you'll need more to get to where you really want to stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll be like, oh, but I'm just so close to getting to this bit and that's the checkpoint. I really ought to just carry on. And before you know it, three hours have gone and you're penciling an hour to begin with. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so um, it's, it's harder to be stricter with games that carry you away. Yep. Really hard. <laughs> so you, so it's a sort of preserve myself and my time I tend to go well I'll be dead selective about which games I do invest my time into and uh, so the probably the last game I did play was at Christmas and it was Red Dead and I look forward to the next game that I uh, <laughs> that I devote my precious time to <laughs> the most recent session I've had where I kind of got too caught up in it and it ended up staying up to like half one on a school night oh wow uh, it was, I was playing The Witcher 3 and in it all the witches were getting together and having a drink so it felt like I was staying up having a drink with the boys. And, I've, got to get, I've got work in the morning. I've got to go in the men, guys. <laughs> and they're like, no, David, no. One more story. One more story. <laughs> oh, I love it. It does feel like that. You get as involved as I do. Do you like scary games? I do, yes. Do you really? Um, I love a Resident Evil. Yeah. Never really got into the Silent Hills so much. No. But... Uh, Layers of Fear, that's one I played, that was good. Oof, that um, sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> does it? <laughs> <laughs> does it? No, it really does. Uh, that's a cool one where it'll do things where at points it's like a ghost house you're going through. 
because you're just walking around, you can't really fight the enemies, you just kind of got to do certain things to instigate the next. Yeah. But like you'll walk into a room and then you'll turn behind and what's behind you's changed or there'll be somebody oh. there. And, oh, yeah. I don't like it's it. It's good. Oh. <laughs> There's a few games you said you've not finished. Yeah, loads. Really? Yeah, do you, plenty. At what point do you stop? <laughs> oh, at that same point, everyone tends to stop. When you... You should always pick your breaks carefully. Mm. Because if you stop playing a game right on a hard bit, chances are you'll really drag your reels getting back into it. Yeah. I've done it so I did it with Deadpool. I played Deadpool and a lot of that was already fucking shit out. <laughs> but there was a point in that when it just got unbearable and I kept dying and I went off oh, I'm having a break. And never went back. <laughs> never went back because it seemed like an you know, an unstoppable, you know, un something I could never finish. It was uncompletable and I just did I couldn't bear it. And that's happened a lot of times with games <laughs> where I've just gone, that's really hard, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breaks, you're quite right. It's when uh, you break at the yeah. wrong time, you really ought to break it apart that ain't no fang, you know, mm. <laughs> so that you'll come back to that little quiet, peaceful <laughs> bit and then get to the good shit. But if you stop at a hard point, it's going to be harder to... I mean, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'll go back to a game and it's because I'm so stubborn and I'm like, this game won't defeat me. (laughs) Some games I'm like, yeah, you've got me. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) I admit defeat. Yeah, and I'm Mm. fine with it. A scary one, which I've, 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 it's been a victim of me stopping on a break and then never going back to it about oh, yeah. three times. It's Alien Isolation. Oh, that game. Spooky. <laughs> oh, I played a little bit of Alien Isolation yeah. and that was far too scary for mm, me. Yeah. I love Alien, you know. Yeah, me I really, too. really enjoy um, the Alien films. But it's when you immerse, it's so different in a game. Mm. When you immerse yourself into making all the decisions for the character and then stepping openly into danger places, you know, and, and you can hear that atmospheric music coming, you know it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's come for <laughs> That's you. That's for me. That's for me. That's my warning sign. Uh, and oh, just being involved in all of that can make it. Um, oh, it, it just sits with your feelings and it sits with your emotions and it drags you through everything. Uh, it's, I don't mind it if the game is like is an adventure game but when it's trying to frighten me mm. I just don't <laughs> like I don't like being scared but I like pranks it's weird isn't it you like pranks I love pranks right. I love pranking people because it's a momentary <laughs> scared you know yeah. and it's like <laughs> you clown <laughs> <laughs> but when you like playing a scary game it's like constantly near to shot and I can't I can't bear it what's the best prank you've ever done <gasps> Best prank I've ever done. Right, when, when me and my sister were kids, right, we were little shits. <laughs> my mum used to call us gremlins, just like after the gremlins uh, 80s film. And uh, we, one time, <laughs> we uh, we used to be really, like, why you're part of dad? Because when he got frustrated, it was like watching Alice Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. You know, that sort of <laughs> Oh, he's so funny when he's crying. <laughs> it was very that. And uh, I remember once um, we thought it'd be hilarious. He used to go in his shed all the time. He had his own little room, his shed, and this shed was just to get away from us. It was to get away from the family <laughs> that drove him mad. And he used to go in his shed and he had like CB radios and he loved all of that. That that was his hobby and it was his little like sort of safe space away from the, the chaos of the house. And uh, we thought, wouldn't it be funny to ruin this? <laughs> and what we did was um, we got a drowning pin and we popped it on top of it was one of those sheds that opened with a latch you know when you thumb it down <laughs> you thumb it down to open it and we put a drowning pin on it and a little bit of shit 
I know, a royal combination, right? I'm not finished. Right, so we've got a drowning pin and a bit of shit popped it on the top of the drowning pin. So that when uh, he... Just in terms of, where did you get shit from? What type oh, of shit? We had loads of cats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had loads of cats. The shit was ten a penny. Right. And, uh, and we got a little bit of shit, popped it on the drawing pin, so that when he came to open the door and he like put his thumb down and he hurt himself, he'd go, ah! Oh, straight God. Straight in the mouth. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Oh, and the, the delicious moment when that happened. It was fantastic. I mean, we got our fucking good telling off, and so we should. But. I mean, as well as in the mouth, surely in the bloodstream? <laughs> 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 That's what the Viet Cong yeah. used to do in Vietnam War. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, you shouldn't feel sorry for me, Dad, because. <laughs> because this is the sort of man who'd throw bread on top of caravans so seagulls would like. Would, would like come down okay. and peck the fuck out of people's caravans on, on holiday and he'd love that he'd be pissing himself crying laughing in the kitchen of his own caravan going it's not mine uh. and so this is a man who would give as much as he as, okay. you know so we would uh, so we felt no the most whatsoever <laughs> in fact it's probably his fault for having children just like him you know that, that it's come back around uh. Apple didn't fall far. No, it did not. No, okay, we put a pin in it and some shit and made him eat it. <laughs> but were you punished? Yeah. What? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we were definitely punished for that one. But we got, we got punished all the time because we were little shits. <laughs> God, we were awful. Um, booming and like a sort of two's trouble sort of way because yeah. we were twins and we'd encourage you on our own we were fine mm. if you separated us and like took us to do things separately dead well behaved dead good kids but together we had the best schemes <laughs> and the best plots the best plans to do things and they were, we always thought they were the best and they had to turn out to be awful <laughs> and things we should never have done little acts of terrorism <laughs> yeah little acts of twin terrorism um, but I loved it she's a partner in crime and still is to a degree we still do awful things together <laughs> I know right how sweet <laughs> the end um, oh thank you lovely. thank you ever so much for being on you're bloody welcome thank you very much Jade Fernley yeah you're welcome thanks for having me thank you awesome hey that was Jade Fernley a lovely time having a good chat with a nice friend we talked about a lot of different things there swinging from topic to topic like little monkeys playing in the trees I liked hearing about her online headset encounters. That's something I never did. Or if I have, maybe three times in my entire life. Good grief. I think that's too shy. Feeling pretty mortified by the guy in the Murder Inc. audience texting a picture of me doing improv as Ian Sterling to Ian Sterling. What's he going to think when he gets that text? <laughs> Not ideal. I've since played Race for the Sun after recording this podcast. I like it. It's both relaxing and stressful. You are just a little spaceship racing towards the sun as it goes down, like you're chasing a sunset. And I like to think of my own little sci-fi backstory for why I'm doing it, and maybe even come up with a crew for my ship. I'm the captain. That's two episodes in a row with a mention for Portal, or Portal 2 as their fave game. Tom Lawrenson chose it as well. Why not listen to that episode and hear what he had to say about it? We've had a few episodes now, and I am noticing that people's first games always seem to be Sonic the Hedgehog or Crash Bandicoot or Mario. From the data I've collected, it's
it seems that these colourful mascots really did catch the attention of children. If you want more Jade, she is currently at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2019 as part of the improv show Notflix. It's on at 6 o'clock the 9th to the 26th of August at the Gilded Balloon Teviot. Teviot? T-E-V-I-O-T. Teviot. Dash Debating Hall. Venue 14. Along with Kate McCabe, she runs Murder Inc., the improvised murder mystery. It's on the first and second Thursday of every month at the Ape and Apple Manchester. And the second Wednesday of the month at the Seven Arts Theatre, Leeds. Links, links, links in the episode description. You might think that improv is stupid, but I challenge you to buy a full price ticket to Murder Inc. and see if you don't change your mind. And in a way, aren't we all improvisers just improvising a way to get through our own lives? If you like this episode, also check out the episode of Kate McCabe, also in Murder Inc. And it's a really good app, if I do say so myself. Right, I think it's time I get out your air. The episode is coming to a conclusion now. Please, follow this on Twitter, at It's Day Video Games. Subscribe! Come on, subscribe! Go on Facebook and like the page. Follow me on Twitter, at David Stania. Go on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash David A. Stania. Lots of videos on there. And that's about it. Just thank you once again for listening. It's really appreciated. And also thank you to the nice people who've said nice things. That was nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, you take care. I hope I'll see you again soon. But for now, goodbye. It's Day Video Games. Goodbye.